three, two, two one. one. Welcome to Port Monking. I am your host, Port. And I am your host, Monking. You're not monkey, you're monk. <laughs> you're a monk. Monkey. You're a little monk <laughs> with big monkey. hair and big dreams. <laughs> I could see myself as a monk. You would make a very good monk. <laughs> you have been bred for thousands of years to produce <laughs> the optimum monk. You're just pasty and <laughs> sweet am, enough. I am the prime one. You, you, barbarians don't attack you. You you are the one <laughs> they let, like, tell the story. I, 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 I like that. This, this could work. Anyhow. I am Port, he is Monk, and we are Port Monking. Port Monking being... Portsmouth? Nun Monkton. And Sterling. It's a portmanteau, you see. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. We thought of it all. While you (laughs) thought of nothing. (laughs) Right then. Right. I feel like we should begin with words... Should we do the jingle? I think we should do the jingle. Do you mean <laughs> word <laughs> of the week? <laughs> I, I, I do like the jingle. you'll find that I do. I'm very glad that you've adopted this into your whole ritual. I, I, I feel honoured. Now, do you know what the last week's word of the week was? <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Well, nor can I, but as luck would have it, I've downloaded Port Monking on <laughs> Spotify. Port Monking on Spotify. And as luck would have it, they can tell me. Let's listen in, shall we? This is just like a like eight minutes of free content. Well, we've, already bought, we've already got one pumpkin in our mouth. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. We're just listening to ourselves at this point. <laughs> Access. See, see, this is a callback. Oh yeah, I forgot we had to talk about access and how it has benefited me over the week. It's everywhere, and I like that. I concur access. with that man's last statement. It's an easily accessible word. Yeah. I love this man. Yes. Not him. Yes. Not him. <laughs> Fuck you. He's a bit of a right tosser. Then. Right. Our word of the week this week is. Access. Oh no, I was hiccup. Hiccup, that was it. Hiccup. I thought it was access. I, I thought, you know. I Thank you, him. past me. And past me. No, past you didn't do much. I created I the word. I said hiccup. And you how know. has hiccup benefited you in the it's last week? Actually, yes. been quite malevolent. <laughs> like for some reason, there what was the <laughs> malevolent? Malevolent is not a good quantifier for how much use hiccup has been in your weekly conversation. Well, the thing is, I've been getting. I'm going to go ahead. I've been getting a lot of unprecedented hiccups over the past week and I'm not too happy about them I must say I must say an unwanted hiccup is quite the bad thing but when used appropriately can really score the end of a joke hiccup 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 how did it benefit you today Zach? well as a matter of fact after listening to a rather delightful podcast with a pretty cool host and an interesting intern um, I happen to notice that hiccup it's not been used too much this week. It's one of those more risque words. Like no one boomer. dares to speak. <laughs> you sound like a museum curator. 
No one wants to talk about the hiccup, you know, because That's the true. hiccup. It's, 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 a... it's one of those just two Victorian things, you know, like mm. you cover your mouth when you cough because that saves germs, but you also don't like to be seen in public hiccuping, do you? That's true. Do you like to be seen in public hiccuping, Max? No, I don't. You do not like to be seen in it's it's hiccuping. it's more just the actual hiccups themselves because they rather impede on my work. They do, they do. And have you ever have you ever gotten the hiccups in an exam? Because I have. I've had a nosebleed in the exam. Yeah, but you just look that was like, like the type. No, I just had one of those nervous nosebleeds. I don't know oh, why. Oh my god, it no. was it was rough. You, what, I, it only happened once. There was a girl that got nervous nosebleeds, but she was also like afraid of blood and would faint whenever <laughs> she saw it. So like every now and again, there would just be like. Drip, drip, drip. She'd look down. The head had bounced off the fucking desk. <laughs> I felt terrible, but at the same time, it was a double whammy thing. It and was... it meant that we got out of a lot of classes. So, you know, everyone won. You'd think she'd get used to it. Exactly. I mean, I think she had a surgery in that. Yeah. That seemed to work. Still oh, my God. Sad. Still, though, you ever gotten hiccups in an exam hall? Because yeah. an exam hall is typically like the big sports area. It's wherever yeah, there's a yeah, big pitch we, or something. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. We had uh, a lot of them on the courts. Yeah, we had a basketball mm. um, area. Yeah, and so when you do stuff in there, you know that the acoustics echo anyway. Yeah. So when you're trying to be like really self-conscious, and I don't want to look like I'm cheating, I don't want to look like I'm cheating, I'm not cheating, my head's just down, I don't want anyone else to see my work, have to be really, really cool, calm, collected, drink the water, drink the water, drink the water, cool, calm, collected, drink the water, drink the water. And relax. Well, I was and l- then a hiccup <laughs> through the ages rockets throughout the entire room. And everyone, like fucking ducks, their heads just go straight up. Yeah, yeah, no, they do. It's like meerkats just looking, scouring the area. For, it's like for a bread bomb crater. It is. You can <laughs> see the mushroom cloud of people that heard the hiccup. And then when it hits the other people... <laughs> And then every now and again, you even just get one of, like, the nice uh, moderators just, like, giving you a sad look. Like, you had to do that now. Yeah, yeah, no. There's some kid who's going to fail GCSE (laughs) science because he can't remember (laughs) what a proton is now because you (laughs) hiccups. You fucker. Yeah, no, um, I was lucky. I was in Challoner Hall for most of my exams. What the fuck is Challoner Hall? It was a special hall reserved... You come from (laughs) non-Moncton. Your name isn't really Max... And Challoner Hall is something that you pull out of your arse. No, you that do was not a, live in a real location. That if was you have... in my high school. That was a, a big hall in my high school where they held a lot of prize givings, did a lot of stuff like that, also held the injections. The injections? For the, like, like the vaccines. Okay, don't, don't fucking begin with the injections. I'm like, no, you don't do that. I know that you're in the past up there, but you do not go around like euthanizing people. No. <laughs> No. Anyway, Stop it's a it. it's a beautiful beautiful room. It's got a lot of the student art on the walls. And this is called again, please for the audience. What's it called? Port Monkey. Oh, Challoner Hall. Challoner Hall. And there was just so many wonderful pieces of art. There were so many shit ones as well that you could revel at. Like it was just a wonderful time because you'd you'd get bored of the exam, you'd finish it, whatever, or you'd get stuck and you'd just take a breather. You'd look around the hall. You know, seeming mindlessly up because you don't want to look like you're looking at other people's papers. You know... And you'd see a painting. I was more looking at the clock that was just too far away to read. <laughs> the, the clock is always agonisingly slow in an exam. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if you're sat Especially there... an exam where you had nothing to say. Yes. No. You, ever, you ever sat in an exam and you're like, I have forgotten to study for this. I didn't know this was today. I'm going to fail this. That's how my GCSEs went, man. I've written everything and 15 minutes have passed. I have three <laughs> more hours to explain of mice and men. I, I always finished a bit too early because I'd rush through the questions and I'd just be left twiddling my thumbs for about an hour and a half. I am always that person who writes right down to the wire. And you can see because my handwriting gets from formal to bigger to bigger to illegible to this is a tornado <laughs> of penmanship because I have ten seconds to write two paragraphs. I like the term penmanship. Could that perhaps be our word of the week? Penmanship. Why don't... I, I, I don't see why not, actually. Thank you, know. you. I'll tell you what. So, because the committee does listen to the interns on stuff... I'm not um, an intern. Uh, he is an intern. The committee has decided me. that. The committee has for... decreed... Can I have free will? You get you get a say. You get a say. Remember, remember the suggestion will? box. Remember the suggestion box. You have a suggestion box. Okay. But... This one's because I like you and because I see your future in this little endeavour. This week's word of the week is... What was it? You fucking moron. This was your <laughs> moment to shine. Was it pomegranate? It was penmanship. Penmanship. There we go. Dear God, penmanship. man. Penmanship. 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 Which is also a portmanteau. Pen pineapple, apple pen. Yes, I like that word of the week, and we'll leave it at that. And we are back. Si. Si. Si, senor. Indeed, that is the limit of his Spanish. I hate to break it to all of our Europe listeners. It's a very odd way of putting it, Zach. I was trying to describe the <laughs> Spanish people, but then I was like, Mexicans you're speak racist. Spanish. No, I'm just trying to talk no, to them. No, you're just a racist, man. How am I a racist? Look at how you're dressed. I'm wearing a big jumper. But you're also wearing a bandana. You're wearing a North Face tracksuit. If anyone here would be a racist, it would be you. I think we're both... No, we're not. This is bad PR. Let's agree, we're both not racist. Yeah, we're both not racist. That, that's well, I'm glad we settled that hot button yeah. issue. Fuck let's, me. Let's, let's, let's pump it. No, <laughs> do not say that over audio. You give people bad ideas. I meant a fist bump. Okay, for the interests of the audience, we are now going to fist bump. Yeah. My hand is moving close to his. My hand is moving close to his. Impact! It has, it has impacted and now it is reverberating backwards. That was a fist bump for all of you out there. And yeah. for those not acquainted, I can only really apologise. Okay, we're going to move on to a new section, which, if you listened in intently in the last week, firstly, I can only apologise, and secondly, you'll notice that it wasn't there. And do you know what this one's called? It's called Old News. I remember Old News. You do remember Old News, because it happened in the past, and that's how memory works. You don't remember things in the future, Max. Okay, I remember what this segment is now. Good. Old News is a segment where... We ask each other, what did you do this week that you found interesting and perhaps podcast worthy? Oh, podcast worthy. That's a lot to ask for. Uh, What did you find out, Max? Well, Well, I saw a cat. 
You saw a cat. <laughs> we did see a cat. We saw a cat. As we were just going we... for a wander in the we forest. We were up in the um, forest looking at um, a place where the Chancellor of our university lives and lords over us. That sounds very odd, but we promise no unlawful acts occurred. No unlawful acts occurred. But yes, we were, we were walking about in the forest. Meandering. Meandering, yeah, that's a good word for it. And we spot this cat. We spot the cat, and it's beautiful because it's that type, it's that part of spring where it's still very autumnal, but the new green leaves, the strong, deep green leaves, mm, are the beginning really to nice reach green. Out. It's a savoury green. And we were there, we were just about to end our journey, disappointed at the lack of flora and fauna, yes. when we encountered a snow white cat. What is his name? I mean, her name. It didn't have a name. It, or if it did, it didn't tell us. It was too should, cool for school. I think we should call it Thimble. As cats tend to be. We're going to call it Thimble. Her Thimble. We're going to call her Thimble. It was a she, we think. Yeah. Um, but she was such a chubby, happy-looking cat, and she was just staring at us. And then... And what? this man, this man, Max Ray, for the record, is a well-known cat Nazi. I'm like not cats. a cat Nazi. He I, likes I German like, shepherds and dogs. I do like dogs, but I don't. I don't hate cats. I like kittens. They're quite playful. Cats can be quite nice. Whereas it's I have just, always been on the side of cats. It's people. just their nasty ass claws. I have always been on the side of cats. I've always people. been on the side of dogs, but that doesn't mean I hate cats. Dogs are just better. And yet, I think I found a convert today because you should have seen the look of joy upon this boy's face. The minute it, that he it witnessed, was, it was a wonderful, cat. wonderful cat. I mean, Thimble. he was just sm- she was just smiling at us from the bushes, and then Zach decided to beckon her. Being a cat hypnotist, and he went, pss, 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 and the cat leaped. She hopped out of the. Uh, Oh, the out of the undergrowth. Good, yeah, I was going to say oh. undergrowth. Good choice of work. But yeah, she leaps out, and then she just plods along right to us. Ow, oh, it was absolutely delightful. She it, was rubbing about your legs. I mean, it really made my walk, to be honest. It really did make the walk. There was nothing else going on on the walk. It was a night. We saw a bag of dog shit before <laughs> that, but I forgot about that because of Thimble the cat. That was, was disgraceful. Cone, there was a cone sitting halfway that down the That was disgraceful, edge. though. I mean, uh, people that who do does that should that? be shot. I mean, like, who fucking... People who, who do does, that who doesn't pick should up their, who, be shot. People who pick up their dog shit, but then don't take it to a bin and just leave the bag. You yeah, like, have you ever seen the ones that, like, tie it to a tree? You might as well... Have you ever seen the ones... Yeah, I have. You might as well leave it and don't bag it, because it would actually... Decompose decompose. at a better rate. The plastic wouldn't. No, you... Not that fast. You made, like, someone kiss under the green festering mistletoe. People don't want to do that. Oh, man, it really really grinds my gears. But enough about that, because Mm. our hearts were then softened for the encounter with Thimble. We have no idea what its name was, but its name is now Thimble. I like Thimble. I think it's a name befitting her. It was a good name. It was a good name. Next time we're up there, we might try and feed her. I saw a fat ginger tabby up there before. What was its name? I don't know. You don't know? looked like Garfield, though. I can understand that. That seems like... Oh, there was this cat back where I used to live, and it was a huge, fat ginger cat. Oh, fuck, yeah. And it had a tiny little uh, collar on it. 
Oh. And it used to sit outside an Italian restaurant at night on like the patio. <laughs> and I kept calling oh. it Garfield. I like that. Because it was on my way to work. So yeah. whenever I wandered past, it would always be in the same place under a parasol. They'd be like, Garfield. And by like the third month, it got to the point where I would just say Garfield. And I would see the cat's head pop up like, he means me. <laughs> I like that. No, I, I just, I like cats. Cats are wonderful. They, they, they are weird and odd creatures, though. But you have to admit, dogs are stupid. They are. I mean, I I previously worked as a holiday dog, and I still do sometimes. Butlins, they called it. Home, and there was a dog. Uh, Mutlins, they called it. He was a good boy. Mutlins. His name was Mutlins for the sake of this show, for the purpose of this show. His name is now Mutlins. Are you happy, Zach? I am very happy, but I want to call him Mutley. He kind of looked like Mutley, to be fair. Okay, so what was the problem with Mutley? He wore a bow tie. <laughs> he had like a little tartan bow tie on. He wore a tidy he, little bow tie. And the worst thing is, he was a very naughty boy. He'd run off, he'd go to the nearby farm, he'd just do all this random crap. And the bow tie was. dog kennels are on a farm. Yeah, they're owned by people who also own a farm. Wait, so there's like open air dog kennels? Well, there's, ca- well, there's like fences. But like paddocks. Mutley wanted to go be among um, the farm no, we take, animals. No, we take them for a walk outside there. We actually take them on a long like, public footpath kind of thing. Uh-huh. But he just... Some dogs we keep on leads. Yeah. Some people, some we don't because they're quite good off lead. <laughs> but Mutley was Mutley the one. was not. You Mutley gave him a chance, he would Mutley fly would dis- disappear into a ditch. He'd come out dirty and his bow, t- bow tie would be wonky. <laughs> his bow tie would be wonky. That's the bit that your Tory enclave that doesn't exist <laughs> people would concern about. You're like, oh dearie me, oh, dearie. my bow tie is wonky. <laughs> However can I attend the debutante ball? It's like the modern British way of saying the sky is falling on our heads. Just, the bow tie is wonky. From the people who brought you Chicken Little. <laughs> the bow tie is wonky. The bow tie is wonky. A man strips a little bit of tea over the side of the teacup and just cries because he doesn't know how to hold it because his world has changed because what? the bow ties are wonky, man. Why does this sound like a potential plot uh, storyline for the latest Wallace and Gromit? <laughs> you have been getting oddly into Wallace and Gromit lately. I do like Wallace and Gromit. There's I go been memes going around about Wallace, and he joined a weird do we, do we cult. M- do we mention about Wallace? No! No! No, we do not. That is not something that anyone should know, <laughs> and it's not going on the broadcast. I can understand There are that. some interesting things about cheese, and a lot of fuck you Yorkshire things, because apparently they're set in Lancashire, isn't Yeah. It? Yeah, but made in South London, if I'm correct. Yeah, but I think Peter Salas was from Lancashire, so that's why they did that. But, uh, I mean, it's quite funny, because in the very last film they did, I I hear they're going to do another one, I don't know how I feel about that, but in the last one they did, they... (laughs) Gromit had a bomb. I know, the Yorkshire border. And he was like, oh no, where can I drop this? I'm not going to drop it in the duck pond. There are these fucking ducks. I'm not going to drop that on the other windows. There are nuns carrying kittens. I'm not going to drop that over here. Me and Wallace are here. Where am I going to toss it? And then Uh he just looks out the window and it's the Yorkshire border. it's all scary on the other side. (laughs) It is, yeah. Like barbed wire and skulls. And he's like, ah, take that. And he goes to toss it and then a windmill gets him because... I don't know. Oh, yeah, because it ends up in his in his ass. There's a bomb in my trousers. <laughs> it's growing. They're on trousers. He's an Algonong trousers. I'm not blowing myself up as a uh, political stance. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Anyway. 
Did you know they moved the Unabomber's cabin? Are you familiar with the Unabomber? No. The Unabomber was... I want to say it was Ted Kaczynski? I hope that was the name. Um, he was a Harvard law graduate, and I think he went on to um, be a professor somewhere, like either California or MIT or something, um, for a while. And then he decided that technology was going to end the world. And this is after being drugged with LSD um, by the government. So, allegedly. So the story goes. It can't be proven one way or another. We think he might have just been a bit of a nut job. But, um, so he went to live in the forest. He built his own cabin by hand. And then um, decided that technology was going to doom the world. So he went, he decided to blow up a load of um, letter bombs. He would mail them to different Mm. universities and... um, blow uh, up technology professors and things like that. Typically, it would just get mailroom people, and I think it killed two or three people. But um, anyhow, the man was a nutter, and he only got caught when he published this, like, 8,000-word manifesto Mm. because he was, like, a professor, and he'd been taught to, like, write things and shit like that. And his brother worked out who it was by the handwriting Oh shit! And got him caught, and he's still in um, prison today. And apparently, I think I read a statistic that said he's one of the most mailed to um, prisoner prisoners on the planet. That's know. quite ironic. Yeah, it might it must freak out the guy who has to work in the prison mail room whenever Ted Kaczynski gets a goddamn letter. But oh god, yeah, I mean it's just that. that apparently, I mean... he responds. Apparently, he has an email address as well. Uh, but I don't want to publicise the Unabomber. Horrible, horrible man, nutter. Yeah. But a nice guy. The thing was, I went to the museum about four years ago now. The museum is a Washington, D.C. museum that was the home of news. It's all about protecting the Second Amendment, the right to free speech and all this shit. And so it showed a lot of um, the power of journalism across the mm. world. Okay, that's quite interesting. And... Um, Within it, they had the um, they had moved the entire cabin owned by the Unabomber into the museum, carried oh, it piece shit. by piece, recreated it, uh, and it oh. was like showing because um, the way that he said he would stop blowing things up is if the newspapers published his um, yeah. manifesto, and that was effectively what led to him being caught. So they were showing the power of journalism on that regard. Okay, but um. I have no idea where it is now because the museum closed down at the start of the year. Really? Yeah, the um, it was on the Washington Mall, you know, the big strip outside of yeah. um, outside of Congress and that. So they got priced out of the building, and I think they've had to move to a much smaller location. But they had big chunks of the Berlin Wall. Oh, it, shit. It were... That's quite a shame, then, isn't it? Yeah, it was a fascinating museum. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm rather turbed now. Well, well, I would have liked to visit it. Well, I suppose they're probably going to move it. It, it. There's a lot of extra land yeah. around there. It's just right there was like the centre, you know. The it's like the centre of London. You know, there's. it's always the most expensive right in the centre of London. Can I change our word of the week? No, it's going to stay penmanship. I'm sorry, we've decided that. That segment is over. Anyhow, you didn't ask me, what did I do this week? Yeah, what did you do this week? I'm curious. This week, I had an episode of my radio show. It, for those who don't know, I have a radio show. Max, you can attest to this. I did listen to it last night. It was good. It is called Something Old, Something News. It is, it is monk recommended. As in <laughs> Port Monk, not actual monks. 
The monk recommends it, and so does Port, but yeah. Port's a little port bit biased. Port is biased. Exactly. Something old, something new is what I do on it. Is it's I also take, a good drink. It is. Uh, is I take uh, a load of classic songs, and I play them alongside the weirder stories throughout the week. And it's gotten to the point where... <laughs> My family has gotten wise that I have a radio show now. Oh, have they? Yes. Okay. And so when my parents knew what was going on, that was absolutely groovy because they just request the odd song and, you know, keep up with things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now my grandmother knows. And I love my grandmother to oh, bits. Oh, does she keep requesting songs? She listens to it and she calls me up and she says, Oh, I cried hearing you and things like that. And it was so oh, sweet and heartwarming. That is heartwarming, and She keeps man. requesting more and more songs. Just say, I've got to keep request slots open for the other boys. I gave her two this week. And the week before, I only gave her one. And she asked for Hotel California because she really wanted to get her entire, like, seven minutes of song out. That's why Hotel California was being played. And then um, this week she requested Glenn Miller and the Andrews Sisters. And they're good things, but, yeah. they're, but they're quite hard to get in the middle of my other stuff, which is mainly, like, weird 60s stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can understand. But it's nice that you do it, and it's nice that she does request, and I, she does listen. I, I think it's sweet. It's nice I, I, that... I'd suggest that you just look into the positives here and just stop being the grumpy old bugger. I'm not being grumpy. <laughs> This was an interesting and sweet thing this week. I'm not well, complaining. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It I mean, wonderful. it did warm my heart. And it's nice to know that there is someone listening. It, it did warm my heart up to not to the point where I need a Gaviscon. Oh, I've never eaten a Gaviscon. I've never had one, but apparently I remember it's those to terrible adverts with like the fireman made out of foam. I do, I do, I do. Oh. Here is a tongue. There's fire down there. <laughs> Heartburn. <laughs> Oh. oh, don't worry. We have a tiny foam fireman who presumably, after uh. putting out the fire with Gaviscon, <laughs> is then swallowed by you and digested over a period of three days. I think you're looking into the advert too much, my dear fellow. I love looking into adverts too much. They make they no are. sense. I know. Have you ever seen the, the pointless car driving ads? I just love the ones where it's just perfume ads because perfume ads are off the wall. They're not selling a scent. They're selling an aesthetic. Weird. No, I forget what I forget what the um I forget what the advert was, but it was a um like men's aftershave ad. Yeah. And it was all about this trendy guy. He wakes up in like a dingy room. There's someone lying next to him. He's half dressed. He puts his tie on and he's wearing a t-shirt. He fucking wanders out. He sprays on a little bit of this shit. And then he sits down in the middle of a press conference and says, I'm not going to be the guy you expect me to be. <laughs> and I have no idea what that press conference is. I'm just imagining it's like, I don't know, child neglect or something. <laughs> like, in the modern climate, anyone who hosts a press conference doesn't have something good to answer a question to. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, haha, the spray of scumbag. Yes. No, Your Honor, I'm not going to be the person you want me to be. I'm not paying her a damn <laughs> cent. I, I reckon that would just turn over a guilty uh, guilty verdict, though. He just The judge would just be pissed off at you for standing up to the system. You don't stand just... up to the man. I wear Old Spice. I've been on this chair in this position for over 17 years, and not once have I had someone talk back to me. I have been on the Supreme Court since the Supreme Court was created, when they abolished the law Did laws. Did you ever assume the Supreme Court made Supreme Clothing? The Supreme Court of the US or the UK? 
the U.S. Supreme is a U.S. brand. I would say yes. Ruth Bader Ginsburg created the Supreme clothing label. She like wears a hoodie <laughs> like that every under that oh big robe. It's like it gets chilly in the Supreme Court <laughs> offices. She just takes it off, and there's a Supreme logo. Like uh, she's got like a little Supreme back. You know they do like weird. They've done Supreme Oreos. What? Now, now the this fuck? is this I is something. Branding. This is something that I would like to tell you about because you don't really keep up to date with the hype beast stuff. I don't per se either. I wouldn't call myself a hype beast. But but, but they've been doing Supreme Oreos and okay. they were about I think eight dollars, nine dollars a pack. And do people wear them? What? No, no. They're red in colour with the Supreme like like indented oh, onto the thing. God, I hate that. So people bought them in stores selling about eight dollars, nine dollars. I think I that might be wrong. And they were selling like for like three thousand, five thousand, you know. It's a dollars. fucking biscuit. It is. They're selling biscuits for five thousand oh. dollars. I thought that would interest you. They do like they did bricks as well. For some reason, they did a little spade. I mean, why would you need a supreme spade? Like it's like old... a little trowel. More. It's not a spade. It's a trowel. A trowel. <laughs> why would you need a supreme branded trowel? You don't. Need... I think. I think the whole point is like it's the status symbol idea. It's the idea that I don't need this, so I'm going to get the stupid thing. It, it, yeah. You, you've played. Um. You, you've played Minecraft. It's the diamond hoe. Yeah. It's the entire thing of, haha, I've never had a garden in my life, but I have a trowel now. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. No, I'd I, 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 oh, be it, fair. Branding is a very confusing thing, you know. It's um, it, I, it's all right when it's on clothes, but when it leaves that kind of atmosphere, I feel no, I like find it, it hilarious too... outside of that point, but I find it stupid on clothes because, you know, like the the supreme logo just being on it. We're attacking Supreme Arts. Name another brand. Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger. The Tommy Hilfiger logo on no, just, I just a really purely have white T-shirt. I, I, no, it's, People pay. It's more like Gucci and stuff like that, not not Tommy Hilfiger. Stuff like Gucci, like Gucci, Gucci, Kenzo. All of these. Supreme. Where it's just a name and then a basic item. If it was like the best shirt ever and it's 28 different colours, including three new undiscovered ones, my... Um, my intern would like to point out that he is wearing a North Face track jacket. Yep. And a Nike a Nike jumper as well. May I say... An Adidas trainers. At this moment, you sicken me. I'm wearing a jumper that I think someone knitted, and they didn't even knit a little Lacoste symbol onto it. You look like, though, that you've just gone crab fishing. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting off you, like a crab fishing vibe. I've gone crabbing before. I have to tell you about the first time I went fishing. No, I, I. This is going to interest no one, which is why it's perfect for a podcast. I'm, I'm intrigued. The first time I went fishing, and I mean for a fish, not crabbing, because you go crabbing a lot earlier than you go fishing. Yeah, no. First one time I went fishing was unintentional. I was out crabbing with my mum, and we decided we were going to go down by the pier and get a drink or something. While we were yeah. at the pier, I happened to notice my grandfather was there. Oh, that's nice. He was there just fishing away, just sitting in it. He's oh. like a proper fisherman. He has the hat. He oh, has the little like, jacket I like, with I all like the that. pocket. That, that's, that's authentic. And he has the ragworm. Yeah, but that, that's like sea that. fishing. You get two different type of like iconic looks for a fisherman. You get the sea fisherman and you get the river fisherman. Now, river fisherman with is the, the little, waders. Is the waders, the hat with the with the the hook scene, the hook scene yeah. and the fly and the and the bait and stuff. Not the bait. No, you wouldn't have the bait in the hat. But like, <laughs> <laughs> my hat is full of worms. 
But um, the Andy, just like the general dark greenish kind of mushy pea green coloured clothing, that is a river fisherman in comparison to a sea fisherman who is yellow anorak, yellow hood, green wellies. Anyway, so I was this six-year-old, and I was just like, my granddad's here. That's great. I love that. Yeah. And so I no longer gave a shit about crabbing because I'd already been crabbing, and we got a couple of crabs in the crab bucket, right? Yeah. Did you eat the crabs or did you set them? We free? always put them back. We always put them back. You just get good the little boys. happy bucket with the crab on it. Yeah, good, good boys. And then you get bacon, and you feed them bacon. I didn't think crabs like bacon. I never fed crabs bacon. No, no, no. Whenever you go crabbing, you feed them bacon. You feed them bacon that's just gone off. Those little, you cut it into tiny little squares, and they try and grab it because they like dead things. I, I suppose they are. Yeah. That does work. This is going along off track. Anyhow, so I, I want to know. I want to learn about the bacon eating crabs. No, 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 no. Is no. this just a Portsmouth? You thing? come down south, you you get those bacon eating crabs. Uh, but um, so I was there. My grandfather was there, and I was like, "Can I do some fishing with you?" And you know, he was humouring me, he was so like, he said yes. Yes, of course. He's a lovely guy, yeah, and classic. so. <laughs> He didn't have anything else. It was just him. He wasn't expecting to bump into anyone. So he pulled out a big bit of the fishing line and cut it. And so all I had was this bit of a fishing line and a hook that he'd given me. I didn't even have any, like, bait yet. He'd yet to give me any. And so I just threw it over the side. And within about 20 seconds of me being there, my only thought is that it was going after his, but mine jumped down immediately. This huge fucking bass, <laughs> or no, bat carp or something. Okay. This huge fucker, like a good couple of like big one, big one. Yeah. I think we've established that. Just comes out and I'm pulling it up <laughs> on this little string, and he's been there for about two hours <laughs> with his fishing rod. And he hasn't caught a goddamn. Uh, that's happened to my dad before. And I didn't even have bait. I was just there, just with my string, and I was like, fishing is easy. I love fishing. <laughs> no, uh, that happened to my dad before. That uh, fish I did actually keep, though. Yeah, no, but that happened to my dad. Because my dad likes fishing. Yeah, I like yeah. fishing. My brother likes fishing. We do throw it back. We do throw the fish back. Yeah, no, no. That, that was my first fish I ever caught. And I had a cat at the time called Dougal. Yeah. And I wanted to give my cat a whole fish. Oh, like in the cartoons? It was so amazing because my cat was like really old at this point and just wobbling about oh. as old cats do. And so he came all the way up from the end of the garden and I just plopped this fish down and you can always see his eyes go big. Like, what is oh, this? Oh, that's such a wholesome story. <laughs> it took him like a day, but he ate the entire fucking thing. I respect that. Because I just... The, the whole notion of cats eating fish first I first encountered that in Heathcliff do you remember Heathcliff what the hell is Heathcliff it's a really really like, odd cartoon about a bunch of cats and like it's a really rough cat named Heathcliff who's always at the pound I've never seen Heath. no no I, I watched a lot of Tom and Jerry when I was younger and I remember those ones of Tom just fucking putting the entire fish down his gullet and pulling out the exact yeah. bones I think Shaggy did the exact same thing. <laughs> they were made of the same material, it would seem. Oh, bless. Yeah, no, it was... Uh... Yeah, so, um, as you were saying... As I was saying, um, I think we've been trying to get onto our next segment for a while. Have so we? here is the interstitial again. Our next segment, which is not going to take 15 minutes this time. I'm putting in a timer in of exactly 10 minutes. We both promised this. Is Roundup of the News, otherwise known as Is Max Interested? Zach will make me bring Vimzo on the show. <laughs> I'm it's very too annoyed. fizzy. 
Now, the last time we did this, we had a very, very, very long story about a man who gave his people 70 grand. Even the explanation is boring. And we're not doing that again. Nothing labelled story gets read on this show. We make up the stories. They make up the news. I found it quite interesting, personally. Yes, it was fascinating. But going through editing that, they had about 25 minutes of that. I know, I was there. I was only able to edit it down to about 15 minutes. I had to take 10 minutes out and it still felt 10 minutes too long. I agree with you. I mean, I was there with the editing, and it just, oof, it was boring the second time through, third time through, however, however much we did it, you know. Okay, I'm going to go through the ten popular cases right now, and you're going to have to tell me which ones interest you. Okay. Okay. One billion Android devices at risk of hacking. Okay, that's okay. Coronavirus blamed for hospital hand gel thefts. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to stockpile right now, just... <laughs> Salesman smuggled fifty-three million pounds worth of live eels. I do like that. It's in London. That's so... very mighty boot-esque. Oh, teens arrested over racist coronavirus attack. I did see that in the news. I heard about that. That was horrible. Yeah, horrendous behaviour. Racing drivers locked up for teens crash death. That's again pretty depressing. That is quite say... depressing. Sorry. Yeah. Kevin Clifton to leave Strictly Come Dancing. I never watched Strictly. I used to, because it had Anton and Len Goodman. Len Goodman. Isn't Claudia Winkleman on that now? Is that bad? I, yeah. I, I uh, do not like Claudia. Ever since Bruce Forsyth died, she's been hosting the other show. I do not like Claudia Winkleman that much. Supermarkets doubt Minister's food supply claim. There's a claim that we're not going to run out of food. Okay. I can hunt it. I can hunt it in the forest. <laughs> you are a truffle pig. I am. That's, that's my new name. Truffle pig. Ex-Home Secretary's invite pulled by Uni Society. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. Uh, coronav- oh, good God. Coronavirus infections near 100,000 globally. <laughs> I mean, it's getting up there. That's a plague ink notification. That, that, that is a plague ink. That's like one of the little, uh, well done, you, you're, you managed to reach 100,000. Soon Russia's going to declare martial law. And some of the countries will just fall into anarchy. And UK coronavirus cases to rise to 163. Jesus, it was 35 the other day. Yeah, it got. It was in London. London spreads outwards. That's the problem. Oh man, I mean, there's some in our area, isn't there? There's a couple up in um, like the higher parts. Yeah, but yeah. nowhere, not not too near us. A lecturer from the uh, Stirling College actually self-isolated recently. Yeah, I read came about back that. From Italy. I read about that. That um, was um, that was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Fascinating, fascinating thing. Yeah. But out of the ten that we have showed you, which one interests you the most? I like the eels one. I think the eel one has depth. Is it Mark's story? It's that... marked London. There's no stories in London. Well, we should go for that one then. Um. A seafood salesman has been given a two-year suspended jail sentence for smuggling an estimated <laughs> 53 million pounds worth of endangered live eels out of the UK. Okay, so that, that's that's not very nice. That's but not very nice. They caught nice. him. They caught him. I'm glad they caught him. I but that just feels—it feels like one of those uh, the, one of those silly kind of escapades that people get up to. A uh, lark. Like two, yeah, lark. It, it feels like a lark. It's like it's an like, ealing comedy. It's like very sad, but also very funny at the same time. I'm ambivalent towards it. It's 
It's quite a weird sensation to have. Gilbert Koo, 67. Is that his name? Gilbert Koo, yes. Gilbert Koo. I... Gilbert Oh, Koo. Gilbert. I prefer Gilbert. No, it's Gilbert Koo, 67. Transported the eels from London to Hong Kong, hidden underneath chilled fish between 2015 and 2017. A court heard. He was caught after Border Force officers found 200 kilograms of the glass eels at Heathrow Airport. It was the first seizure of its kind in the UK, Southwark Crown Court heard. I'm glad it was the first one. I don't want there to be any other cases of this. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I mean, this ballsy move, trying to move fish. Eels um, are threatened with extinction, the court was told. Mm, yeah. Coo, of Chessington, sorry, was sentenced to 24 months imprisonment on each of three counts of evasion of a prohibition export of goods. Boring. That's a fair sentence. Each sentence was suspended for two years. He was also found guilty of three counts of failure to notify movement of animals. That's a less sexy name. Uh, well, I think he uh, he deserved what he was getting. Yeah, no, he totally deserved what he was silly getting. Boy. They're endangered. Yeah, he's a silly boy. I mean, I like I like eels. They're fun. Glass eels refers to an intermediary stage in the eel's life history between the leptocephalus stage and the juvenile stage. Okay, okay, that's interesting. The adult, the adult... So they'll be very quite young then. Yeah, they're very small. The adult European eel can grow up to more than one metre long. They are nocturnal creatures. Yeah. Glass eels are often legally smuggled to Asia where they are farmed and sold as a delicacy. In the UK, glass eels can only be caught by licensed fishermen. The current price for eels... Why do they tell you this? I don't know. Because then someone's going to want to smuggle eels. The current price for eels bought and sold legitimately within the EU is about £150 per kilo. That's a hefty amount of eel. Coo, who... I'm up to be added eels. Coo kept the live eels imported from countries within the EU in a barn in Gloucestershire before repackaging them to be... <laughs> Why is everything he does so oddly located? <laughs> Gilbert from Chessington... Sorry. ...had a barn where he kept eels. In Gloucestershire. No one would believe you if you told them that story. Eh, hey, my mate Gilbert, he keeps eels in a barn. Fuck off, Jim, you pissed. <laughs> I'll get away from dartboard. Uh, oh god! I remember. You that. ever have the local pisshead? Yeah, we 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 did. The local pisshead is a hilarious guy, but he's also quite sad. Yeah. I there was this dude called uh, my granddad remembers this. He used to run a pub, you know. Okay. Anyhow, um, there was this dude in the village called George. George was the local drunk, but he was also the local drunk who didn't have much money, so he would always come in and he would enough. Have enough for like one pint, and he would get his like twenty peas out, put them on the, put them on the little table, and be like, <sighs> "I guess I can only afford one pint on my birthday." <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd always get some new guy who just wandered in the village, be like, "Your birthday, you say? Uh, uh, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is. Yes. Oh, well, well, I must share a drink with you. Oh, that's very kind of you, sir. That's very kind. I'll have a pint of beer." <laughs> So he does this, and he's like, okay, I want to get him a, a pint of beer, sir. It's his birthday, you know. Oh, yeah, that's the 16th one he's had this month. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone found him so charming, they just do it anyway. I do like that. No, It was this one. It was this one. Uh, the pub was at the top of a hill, right? Right. Um, and the village would go a little bit further up. You'd cross over a bridge. Or there was just this incline down, and there was a load of houses. Mm. And right at the bottom, um, some bushes, right? It would come to the end of the night, and he would get on his bicycle. 
<laughs> and they'd need about four of them to get the guy on his bicycle because he was an old lad. He must have been in his 70s. Mm. <laughs> and whenever they got him on, they would just push him and he would roll down the hill. <laughs> and then they'd all walk down like sharing a pint. <laughs> I'd like... And they'd find him buried in the hedge. <laughs> Pick him up and put him back on his way. Oh, I love that old timey community spirit. Yeah, that's a very kind. We 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 had we had. Uh, I wouldn't say he was the piss head, but he 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 drink more than the others, and I loved him. Aww. And he was he was such a good boy, and he had to move away recently. Oh, that's a shame. Because. He'd always just, you could never understand him. He'd just mutter something unintelligible at you while <laughs> waving a pint of bitter. That was more, more Yorkshire. Special brew, and then there was always and he, and he, and the mines, had, you know. And he always took piss out of me and my brother, so it was. Uh, because of the hair? No, I had short hair at the time. Just because we were utter ragamuffins. You are utter fucking demons. <laughs> <laughs> Who let these units out of the barn? That's where I keep my eels. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, so, anyhow, Gilbert Coo, terrible man. Do not do any dealings with him. Do not acquire birds. He's a slippery customer. Do not acquire eels, not birds. Do not acquire eels off this man. He is not a registered eel dealer. He's a slippery customer. Ha Because they're eels. Yeah, eels. And that's the end of that segment. Thank God. We kept it short. And we are back. We have a, another little bit of the show that I'm sure everyone loves. But what we're going to do this time is we are going to flip the script. Last week we did the Wiki 5... Um, page thing which is a wonderful segment but i think we might end on that one this week instead i think we are going to do must debate must debate must now, debate i did uh, mispronounce the name of this segment last week i you have kept rev- calling it masturbate i have revised it and i apologize for my gutter mouth again biggest apologies it is called must debate must debate today we must debate all over the studio Exactly. Uh, this joke's going to get very old very quick if it hasn't already. Anyhow, so what we do is we go through the hardest 50-50s um, that are out there. It's my turn to pick. Yes. So, uh, tell me when we get through to the one that you want to know. That was a very cryptic message, Zach. It's almost like you're on your phone while trying to talk to me. How dare you, Max? <laughs> Why do you imply these things? You know, I think... I, I don't know. It's just the pauses that are unprofessional. How very dare you, my dear. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of this. So we're going to go through the hardest would-you-rather questions. Yes. Tell me stop. when to stop. Now. Okay. Um, you got three to go through here. A, B, or C. Which one do you want? Can I hear them? No. Oh, God. I do get to pick which one I argue for, though. Yes, so A, B, or C? B. Would you rather eat your dead friend or kill your dog and eat it when you are marooned on a lonely island? Either way, I'm going to get... You're going to get sad boy memes. 
So I would eat the dead friend because for pure survival. Whoa! He would, he's already dead. For pure survival purposes, okay, you get I'm, a I'm lot more nutrition up. and calories from the dead large male or female than the little small dog, which is still alive, that you have to exert energy to beat to death. Okay, okay, let's say for that... For pure survival purpose... Okay, let's say that in brass tacks, real terms, I'll be arguing in favour of dog murder, but for the sake of everyone out there, I will be the dead friend, and so just pretend me as a ghost standing next to him trying to argue for him <laughs> not to eat me. It's just having an out-of-body experience. So yeah, as I was saying before, I think it would be a lot more energy efficient. For, no. Uh, from, no, looking at it from a biological standpoint... Yes, go on. Animals in the wild exert energy to hunt. Yes. What's so they only hunt things that they deem they can get their, their energies worth. Where are you going with this? You don't have to exert anything to eat the dead human. You, you have don't have to exert anything to eat the dog. The dog trusts you. All you do is go... That's still a bit more energy. Trust, like, honestly. As well as that... It's an easy meal. You'd get a lot more energy. No, and come pro- on. Dog and is a good meal. Fr- yes. Hot dog. But Hot the human dogs, would last you a couple of days. Do. Yes, which is why you could keep the, uh, the human. You could keep me. You could bury me in the sand, maybe. Give me a little marker, a little headstone. What, like seasoning with, sand, uh, with salt? Yeah, you just like use the salt to preserve me. And so then you just wait. Until after you've eaten the dog, and you go back and you have this lovely jerky, which has just been gestating over this time, and is amazing. Whereas right now, you've got a dog, and that dog is going to eat you unless you eat it. I didn't think of that, but... Dog's going to get you, Max. After a while... Wait, are you going to share the meal of me with the dog? You're not going to feed me to your dog, Max. (laughs) What's your dog called? His name is Bertram. You're not going to feed me to Bertram. <laughs> I was going to give him some little bones to gnaw on. No, don't give him my bones. Don't. No, 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 no. You kill the dog before you feed me to a dog. The dog is it's such a beautiful little... Uh, the dog is sh- going to be in your belly. Mm. No. You, Golden retriever. The dog's going to be gnawing on your bones, Zach. What breed of dog is it? Uh, I was thinking about that, and I can't exactly remember the name of the short, of the 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 Great day. breed, but the little short bed ones. Little short, you want? To, it's a Westie. Westie, yeah. It's <laughs> it's a t- t- imagine the great meal you could get from a Westie. <laughs> you put that in a slow cooker. You cover that in ketchup. Mm. You wouldn't have ketchup on mm. a deserted island. That's the no, point. no, 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 no. You, this is the stupid thing. You're a moron. You have all of the condiments you need, but you can't eat them alone. <laughs> that wouldn't be proper. You have a napkin, uh, you have you have a table, you have a waiter. It's all, pr- it's all properly, proper etiquette. You know, you've got the multiple pieces the of cutlery. The various different yeah. silverware you yeah. eat from the outside yeah, in. Yeah. There's, a, there's a soup course a to begin with. A glass of wine and a smaller glass of water. And then a little glass of sherry at yeah. the end for a toast. Chin-chin. Uh, and then a little coffee board comes in at the end of it's the It's just meal. a cheese board and they bring out my fingers and put them on a plate. <laughs> like, oh, yes, I don't mind if I do. Uh, yeah. I always get a little bit decadent before <laughs> I go to sleep, you know. Mm. Oh no 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 no. Do you think? Do you think that's eat what? Eat the dog. Do you think that's what? Uh, eat cheese strips, the whatever dog. they're called. Cheese string. Cheese string art. Cheese it's just your fingers. No, Max. <laughs> no, no. Cheese and you string just is not peel made of them. people. And you just peel them. A vegetarian would not be able to eat cheese string if it was made out of humans. I don't think it's made out of meat either, but I don't think it's natural. 
It's made out of cheese. It's a cheese string. It's yes, made out of milk. but it's like fake cheese, like Babby Bell. It's still made out of milk. True, but it's like a... Ugh, cheese. It, it's a nice... Cheese should not bounce. My mother always said this. Cheese <laughs> should not bounce. That's that homespun wisdom that you get out of... Cheese should not bounce. No, my mum... I, I remember this. So when I was a kid... Max, my mama always told me cheese should not bounce. So... When I was a kid and my brother was a kid, uh, when you were a mom, kid and your brother was a kid, and we'd go and we'd go shopping, my mum would take us because uh, she'd be cheaper than ba- getting a babysitter. And makes uh, sense. You know. Yeah. Go on. What did you do? What and did you do? We'd we'd just be asking for cheese strings and baby because everyone had them except Every- us. Yeah, because they were the cool thing to have when you're a yeah. seven-year-old. Like fuck you! I um, got a cheese string in my pack lunch. Today. And my mum just essentially shouted at me and my brother no. right there about why cheese should not bounce and why cheese string and baby bell are so not good for you and there was a woman next to us with a child like there uh-huh. and she was reaching for her baby bell she heard my mum ranting about baby bell and cheese and she just went and like recoiled so your mum took a hit for the fucking baby bell company yeah she... dear god man However, I feel we've gone somewhere, of course. You should eat the dog. I think you should some eat the Some cultures human. enjoy dog. Dog is a nice teriyaki-style thing. Do you <laughs> like... Some cultures enjoy eating people. Yes. Not I'm saying that I'd do it, but there are some cultures out there, so that is a bollock point. <laughs> yes, but there are actually cookbooks on how to serve dog. I'm sure there are cookbooks on how to serve human. No. Just not... No, Max. There aren't cookbooks out there. There aren't like a gang of weird, creepy, no. like necrophiles going around going, ah, this is. I'm sure there's one on the. I'm sure there's one on the deep web. To serve man. There is. There's probably one on the deep web. Was it dark web? What's it called? You remember that uh, Twilight Zone episode to serve man? Never. The watched. joke was they had a book called To Serve Man. I never watched Twilight. And the question was whether they were going to eat them or I not. I never watched the Twilight Zone. Why not? It's a wonderful show. It's got Rob Serling. It's that wonderful thing that they can't do on a show anymore. Where the show has a literal presenter. Ah. And so everything begins with just Rob Serling coming out, pulling a cigarette out of his pocket, already lit, just like sitting there, <laughs> sitting on a big stool. And go, You're entering a dimension somewhere unlike the human mind. We're oh. going to wander through here today. Is that like, is I'm that, going to is take that like the scary there. door in Futurama? That's exactly what the scary door is That's ripping off. That's what it's ripping off. I was, I was always wondering about that. You're entering the scary door. You're entering a location adjacent to a place. Okay. This is the scary door. The scary door. But it would always start off with just like a like top-heavy video of him just going, Susie was a little girl who always liked living on the good side of tracks. Until she wandered into the twilight zone and then it's just be like some horrible thing about however on a, a pigs or something or that's interesting i mean I'd, I'd like to give it a, give it a try it's a good show it's a fascinating show it's very dated now but it still has a good message to say probably the most famous one is um the one guy at the end of the nuclear holocaust who says um like well everyone else is dead i've survived now I can do all that reading I love. And then he looks down and his glasses shatter because <laughs> they fall off his face and he can't read anymore. And it's, oh, the bitter irony. <laughs> I did. Uh, it was it was an odd, odd, like, uh, dynamic, like the whole scary door. And if it's just ripping off uh, Twilight Zone, then it should be fun. It was quite fun. It was so quite I, fun. I shall give it, I'll give it a look-see. Anyhow, I stand by dogs should be eaten before people. 
that's a, that's a, you do raise a fair point, but I'm just going to be stubborn and disagree with you. You would sooner eat me than your dog. Well, I'm just thinking, like, because the dog, you can... I'm not very tender. Look, the dog... I do- like stringy oh, okay, snake Okay, 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 here. The dog, you can play with for entertainment, right? Yes, but that's going to exert energy. Yes. What if Red Rover, Red Rover, come over, But as I said, over? you could eat the human in two days, and then once you play with the dog for two days, and then you eat the dog. No, Max. And then you use his bones. Max, you get the dog the first day, because it's going to want some of the food, and it's going to eat you unless you eat it. Nah, that's how little, they work. It's a Westie. They don't get aggressive. They you just haven't go, seen a Westie on a desert island, Max. <laughs> Have you ever seen a Westie on a desert well, I, island? I, I suppose there's no control group to compare it. Exactly. You should stick the Westie's a going to. No, no, let's not. Dogs trust would be on your Yeah, let's not do that. I do like animals. I do like dogs. So do not desert a Westie on an island. Don't desert your Westie on an island. But in the name of science. Look, you're not Pavlov, don't you? <laughs> you cannot do this. What about Gregor Mendel? You're not Gregor Mendel. Do you know what he did? I he, loved I loved his work. Mendelevium. Yeah. He worked... No, he did not make Mendelevium. They named Mendelevium after him. Did they? It's one of the newer elements, yeah, Mendelevium. Oh, shit. But yeah, he, he, he uh, messed about with pea plants and worked out genetics and uh, uh, phenotypes, stuff like that. It's quite interesting work. Was Mendelev the one that made the periodic table? Uh, no, that was Mendelev. Mendel is a different one. Mende- Mendelev, uh, he made the periodic table. Oh, that's that, right. So you're it, probably yeah. talking about Mendelev. Yeah, I don't think Gregor Mendel got... Wasn't Gregor Mendel like a monk or something? Gregor Mendel was a geneticist. Uh, he was a so scientist. you're telling me he wasn't a monk? No. He <laughs> was, he was the one it. who discovered stuff like phenotypes. In like, he, he did it by, by growing two different pea plants. And hmm. um, he... he uh, Basically, he kind of s- cut, not cut, but cross. Oh, gene splicing. Yeah, gene right. splicing. He crossbred the pea plants, and they would display different characteristics, aka the phenotypes. And it's all just quite interesting. I mean, they. Well, you his, know, his work is like a keystone in modern genetics. That is absolutely fascinating, but I feel it's not convincing you to eat your dog. You know what? Mm-hmm. The dog. Can go. Is, the dog can stay. Oh, that I will salt it. I will make a good jerky out of the dog. At the I end, I would make better jerky. Wait. How would you? How would you prepare the dog jerky? I want to talk. I want to see your method and then compare it against mine. Max, I really don't think we're ready on episode two to dive down into how would we fillet mignon a dog. I, I mean, I've got it. Go on, then tell me. So you you sharpen a, a bone off the the man or uh-huh. the woman or whoever it is. It's me in this case. Into like a, a like a knife kind of thing, and then you mm-hmm. you, you chop the dog up, you debone the dog, you chop it up into thin. I'm slices. cutting all of this out. Why? Because it's not a wholesome entertainment, Max. No, but then you'd salt them just in the seawater for a good couple of days. No one else thinks this is okay, Max. And then Stop you'd leave planning the on killing your dog, Max. Couple of days, and then you'd roast them over the fire. If you want to hear more of this dog-related murder action, please... Press one now. Just send us an email, portmonking at gmail.com. But, um, Max, have I convinced you to eat the dog over me? I... I would still probably... I don't know. You, you do raise a good point, but... 
Yeah. Yeah, you, um, I'll say you have. I'll I've, you I've convinced you. Swung. Yay! Corpse me doesn't get eaten by you. Seagull. Oh, it will get eaten by you. No, Max, consider another thing here. My corpse would attract seagulls. You could catch the seagulls. They would lay eggs for you. Don't you want seagull <laughs> eggs? <laughs> that is amazing. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. This is. Thank you. We would survive on a desert island. Well, I mean, I'm already dead. In this. <laughs> I feel like we we got off the desert island and you just hit me with a rock. No, can this be the third companion that we came with? You're on the other side of the island. This is just the kid named Trebuchet, who's just dead on the floor. We don't not, know how he died. His name's Chomley. Chomley. Not Chomley. Not Chomley. Chomley Tabernacle. It's like local Tabernacle. An even more overtly British Lord of the Flies. My name's Chomley Tabernacle. I've got the cop, Chomley. I'm so edible. What are you doing with that big rock? Oh my god. Nick! <laughs> oh dear lord. Well, I, I enjoyed Lord of the Flies. I thought it was a great book. It's a great little. Story. I think our must debate got off very well there until we got into talking about murdering children. So. I don't think we should murder children. Don't, Lord of the Flies people. Yeah, don't, don't. It's a but bad. It's a bad. Do tune in for our next segment. <sighs> This is the final segment of the show, people. I want to apologise for any background noise there. Max was being a bit of a weird boy. No, oh, I thought... I'd, okay. <laughs> yes, you accept what happened. You know what happened. And you apologise for what happened, Max. Because you started making weird Make noise. a press release. Pretend you're Richard Nixon. Like I'll pretend I'm a football player. Bye, fellow Americans. You know, we were uh, out there on the pitch today. I don't know, Jeff. Just let me finish. I don't know, Jeff. We were out there on the pitch today. Everyone played well. We all uh, kept good form. Uh, I'm really glad of the of the of the result. But uh, um, also, uh, well done to the uh, other team. You say uh, a lot here. Uh, well done. That's, uh, that's I, because I that's what it. footballers uh, do uh, when uh, they. Uh, that's, yeah, what they no, that's what they. No, that's what footballers. That's what airline pilots do. No, hey, what, folks. Have I'm you ever seen pilot. a footballer in like interview on TV? It's like. That's think, because they're not skilled think, at giving interviews. Yeah, they're like, I they're, think we played really well today, you know. It's oh, it's a shame about the result, you know. We could have done better, but all in all, it was a good game. Hopefully, we gave the fans a good watch kind of thing. They're like, like politicians. They say nothing and say everything at the same <laughs> exactly. time. Exactly. That's what I was trying to attempt there. Good God. And you just called me a babbling goon. You are a babbling goon. <laughs> but typically, you're a babbling goon that makes sense. <laughs> Some of the babbles are at least intelligible, but this coherent time coherent would be a good word. No, intelligible. Oh, I see. They weren't. They were incoherent, but they were still intelligible. I like the term coherence. I prefer intelligible. Cohesion. As my intern, we prefer the term intelligible on Port Monkey. Cohesion. Intelligible. Cohesion. On to our final segment, which is Five Time Wiki. Oh, fuck, I've got to get my phone out. Now, for those of you unfamiliar, or those who made the wise decision not to tune into our very first episode, Five Time Wiki is a very simple thing which comes out of a uh, lack of budget whereby we go onto Wikipedia, <laughs> the free encyclopedia, and click the random button five times. Each time we go through and we name the segment that we're passing over, and then on our fifth one we must each read out the article. I'm sorry, I, I haven't got... It can be good... Here. It can be bad. It can even be one about a monk who worked <laughs> with uh, Chinese opium dealers. Hang on, I'm just checking an email. Put your emails away. It's about coronavirus. I don't care. 
the air is fine in the recording studio. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, it's just interesting. I am on Wikipedia. I'm going to go to my first random article. I will begin this time because Max is not ready. Max, are you I'm ready? I'm getting there. I'm searching. Good. It's just Wi-Fi slow. My first random article is Lanfear. Lanfear is both a surname and a given name. Notable people with the name include Dan Lanfear, born 1938, who was an American football player, Kate Lanfear, a magazine editor, and Lanfear Buck, 1901-1974, a hockey player. What's your first random article, Max? It's just coming out now. It is Keep. Keep, K-E-E-P, is a commercially supported FM radio station serving the general area of Fredericksburg, Texas. Fredericksburg, Texas, you say? Yes, due west from Austin and due north of San Antonio. Keep is owned by Jane J. Fritz Media and it is broadcast from Johnson City, Texas. That is amazing. I wonder if you can get to Johnson City, Texas from my second random Hang article. On. I would just like to. Uh, Samey Airport! I would just like to add one. Don't knock no. my phone. Relax. We only talk in detail about the last one. I we was... know that. That is the system. Tell me one more fact. No, I've, I've changed it now. And now I've got a great one. Samey Airport is an airport in Samey, Kazakhstan, located 10 kilometers southwest of the city. It services large airliners. The airfield contains two groups of alert fighter pads. A 400-meter overrun exists at each end of the runway. What is your second one, Max? The Akron Yankees. What are the Akron Yankees, Max? The Akron Yankees were a minor league ba- a baseball team that existed from 1935 until 1941. That is fascinating. Based, Where were they located? Based in Akron, Ohio, and the won one league title in 1940. What did they win? What was the league title? What uh, was the title? The Middle Atlantic League. The Middle Atlantic League? That's fascinating. Do you want to know my third random article, Max? I would. I have Sack Full of Silver. Now, do you know what Sack Full of Silver is, Max? No, I do not. Sack Full of Silver is the fourth full-length album by Thin White Rope. The track listing is Hidden Lands, Sack Full of Silver, You Do Right, The Napkin Song, Americana, The Ghost, Whirling Dervish, Triangle Song, Diesel Man, and On the Flow. I like that. What is your third random article? Because it's giving you quite the chuckle. It really is. It's a historic house, uh, 21 Catherine Street in Worcester, Massachusetts. What's it called? The Draper Ruggles House. The Draper Ruggles House. Was that someone on the Rugrats? Built about 1848, it is an important local example of Greek revival architecture. That's fascinating. And it is further notable as the home of Draper Ruggles. Who was Draper (laughs) Ruggles, Max? I'm so intrigued. Like a local philanthropist. He's owner of one of the city's major industrial firms, which was a plough manufacturer. Draper Ruggles Ploughs. (laughs) Good for barns full of eels. (laughs) That, that was my third one. What Owner of one of the most amazing names. What is your fourth one? The 1956 Missouri gubernatorial election. Wow. Was Missouri's 39th gubernatorial election. Sorry, gubernatorial. Gubernatorial. Ah. The election was held on the 6th of November 1956 and resulted in a victory for Democratic nominee, Lieutenant Governor James T. Blair Jr. Over the Republican nominee... Lon Hocker. <laughs> I like that. That was a good one. And I'm, what is your fourth article? Mine's a bit NSFW. Well, tell me. I, I believe that the people will be all right with it. Kathy Stewart was a French 
pornographic actress who <laughs> appeared in the majority of France's hardcore films between 1976 and the early 80s. Well, she, she seems like an interesting character. She also appeared in several non-pornographic pictures, most noticeably Jean Rollin's 1980 horror film, and forgive me if I butcher the pronunciation, La Nuit des Traquois. Traqui? Traqui? I don't know. Well, Max, would you like to know what my fifth and final article is? And this is the one that I will be going into detail on. Yes. Gulag film. <laughs> Gulag is a 1985 drama film by Roger Young, aired originally on HBO and later released to home video. It was reviewed by the New York Times. Now, I don't. I want to give a spoiler warning to anyone out there, um, so I'll just whitter on a little bit while everyone who doesn't want to be spoiled is leaving. Um, this was produced by Andrew Andelson, HBO, Premier Films, Lawmire Pictures, and MFI Furniture Group, and the budget was $5 million. The plot. TV reporter and former star athlete Mickey Ullman is covering an international athletic event in Moscow <laughs> when he's arrested by the KGB after being approached by a scientist wanting him to smuggle secret info out of the Soviet Union. I like this a lot. He's imprisoned and interrogated over several days by prison officer Bukowski who ultimately forces him to confess to being a spy for the US. Though he is promised with release for doing so, Alma's instead transported to a railway station and placed on a train to a prison, with other political prisoners bound for a gulag labour camp near the Arctic Circle. Do you know how this film ends? Spoiler alert to anyone listening. After arriving, Alman meets a fellow foreign prisoner, a heroic Englishman who teaches him how to survive the brutal life of the camp. In time, after learning that his ultimate faith in the camp will eventually Wait, is this be a film? death through hazardous labour. Is this a film? Alman Zach. and the Englishman conspire together a, a plot film? to escape to Norway. Yes! I thought this actually happened. No, man. I don't know if it's true. I don't think it is. No, it really isn't. Good God, it's a drama, though. That's interesting. Though. And it stars David Keith. Okay. You know Keith David? This is his opposite. Do you want to uh, know what mine is? Yes, I do. Please Mine actually hits very, hits very close to home. Oh, gosh. What is it? Catterick Bridge Railway Station. K- what is Catterick Bridge Rail Station? Catterick Bridge Railway Station was a railway station in what is now the Richmondshire District of North Yorkshire, England. North Yorkshire? That's where you're from. It was built to serve the villages of Brompton-on-Swale and Catterick. They don't have real names. Brompton-on-Swale is where you're from. It's just... It's just uh, it's just a very odd name. I mean, it's 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 a great name, Catterick Bridge, but the, the the names of the the villages are a bit weird. How so? What do you think? Oh shit! What? There's some some interesting, well not interesting, but sad. Well, tell me the sad thing, and then we'll see if we have well, any more interest. It's interesting and sad at the same time. Well, tell me the sad, interesting thing. So it was like um, it was like a, a Tudor style kind of branch. Yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. And, uh, but on 4th of February 1944, nah. an ammunition train exploded in the station whilst it was being loaded by four army privates. Shit. In all, 12 people were killed in the explosion, including the four army, pri- army privates, with 102 being injured. Jesus, have you ever seen those um, ones <coughs> where um, someone hits the artillery oh, and it um, fucking starts catching fire? Yeah. My great-grandfather was a gunnery sergeant on a huge warship during the Second World War, and um, 
that meant that he was in command of one of those gun gun posts, those huge fucking gun posts. Yeah. Full of like the huge rounds of explosives that could pump a hole in a ship, right? Uh, yeah, no, I I know what you mean. I've watched Walking Dead. And um, one of the ships he was on, he left it by the time it was on there. But um, one of the ships uh, later got shot at. And what happened was the one of the gunning emplacements, they shot it right on the gun. And that caused the explosives that were in there, like the ammunition, to go up. And that was a shooting big <laughs> hole. Don't laugh. Like 400 people died. Oh, fuck. This was Sorry. like shooting big holes through the ship. I, you were and just making fun. I was not paying it attention. It landed right I'm very sorry. in the middle of the fucking ammunition jump, which caused the entire fucking ship to explode. Jesus, really? It was huge. Fuck. That is rough. It was absolutely fucking horrible. I think only like three people survived. That's not nice at all. I mean, war is hell. War is hell. Oh, I agree. Still, the ammunition thing, that's a shit... That's a shit legacy. Yeah. I mean, it's depressing because yeah. lots of people died, but at the same time, it's like, what's your bridge known for? Twelve people died there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, but yeah, that was, um, I'd say that was a, a sad end to that last segment. Oh. Do you want to know any more facts about the Gulag film? I would, uh... Would you like just a couple to salt the, uh, I would like to uh, just find one final random Wikipedia page, just because I am, I am enamoured by random wiki okay we'll both get one more random one but we cannot say too much about them yeah no it'll I be a nice say... palette clip yeah exactly. max what do you have i have callosoma anthracinum anth- sorry anthracinum callosoma anthracinum which is a species of ground beetle in the subfamily of carabinae it was described by de jane in 1831 oh that's fascinating my last one is mornsheim <laughs> Monsheim is a municipality in the district of Eichstadt in Bavaria, in Germany. It lies on the Gaylack River. Oh, right. That's interesting. That's fascinating. So you learn something new every day, folks. Its mayor is Richard Nittle. And ah. that's all we have to say about that. And, you're not going to believe this, folks, that was the last segment of the show. Crazy how time flies. Time sure flies when you're having fun. Well, I would just like to thank my uh, lovely intern, Max Ray, for being here this fine, fine day. Thank you for having me. I'm going to give you another performance review at the end of this show, and I will ah. judge whether or not you can come back on. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I did well today. Mm. Much better. Much better than last Much week. better than the first one. You were much more mellow than you were in the first one. Mm. I think that really helped to everyone's benefit. So, if people want to find you, Max, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at raymax underscore one two three. That is raymax underscore one two three. No cap. No cap. No caps. No caps. And no cap. And I am on Instagram at at zock the shock jock. That is at zock the shock jock. Thank you for listening. We have been Port Monking. We are available for any questions you may have by emailing in to portmonking at gmail.com that is p-o-r-t-m-o-n-k-i-n-g at gmail.com we are on spotify google podcasts and a number of other apps so which we yeah thank you from max thank you thank you from zach thank you and thank you from portmonking have a good one folks ta-ta ta-ta Thank <laughs> you.